Welcome. Hey, Marcus, what's going on? Uh, not much, Chris. I um, I enjoyed your segment today with, with uh, Jessica. I'm putting in five hours of airtime today. <laughs> there you go. I'm a company you man. You are I'm a company man. I'm on the grind. Man. Shout out to all the haters and losers. We're going to have to give you a shot of steroids <laughs> to keep you going. No. Um, so, yeah, I had, a, I, had, I had fun with Jess. I mean, she, she asked me when we were on the round table to hang out uh, after. She was like, hey, you want to stay? And I'm like... Okay. Right. <laughs> I was right. like, all right, yeah. No, I thought fun. you guys I thought you guys had fun. I, was, I, I enjoyed the segment. Again, I was really heartened by her um, you know, her standing in solidarity with the people of Attleboro. I know this become a passion project of hers. So <laughs> the um so people understand she's talking about the fact that the mayor Mayor Haru, the yeah. mayor of um Attleboro who wants to be our next sheriff, which will give him you know, arrest powers across the county uh, is now imposing a water ban, and I guess he's really enforcing it. Um, he has a snitch program the whole nine yards. I don't know how that sells in New Bedford, quite frankly, Marcus. Um, is he going to put up phone numbers around New Bedford um, and when he's a sheriff and then swoop down? With, I mean, th- this is this must bother you as a liberal. Um, so we have water bans here. They're voluntary water bans, though. It's a big difference. I, maybe they have some. They must have some sort type of. Uh, they must have some type of ordinance on the books. Yeah. Uh, to that makes it, I guess, fortifies it a little bit more. I would say, Marcus, and you know this is a town official. You basically you make suggestions. Yeah. Right. But but I do I do find it kind of interesting that here's a guy who's going to have the powers to arrest. He's going to have armed agents, and he's going to have a boy. What if he enforced the countywide water ban? Right. This is something they do um, in Florida. This well, is, I mean, he's, Marcus, Marcus, I think he's in the wrong primary. <laughs> can enforce a countywide water ban. He's, a, he's he not could, able to he's do that. He's the sheriff. He's not able... You, you can't... Not, as, no, he could be the sheriff. He he he, you, he doesn't have control over... He the, has guns, Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> he has guns. So, as I was saying, I think this is hyperbolic. Um, but, yeah, it was a fun segment. I, I enjoy uh, being on with Jess, too. Uh, and she's got a good show, so you should check it out on Saturdays. Yeah. Um, the, uh, yeah, but, but in terms of that... Um, you know, I'd like to hear his explanation on it. Maybe we will in the primary debate. When's that, Marcus? That is August 17th uh, in the year of our Lord, 2022, at uh, from 8 to 10. Is that Catholic <laughs> education coming through? I, it's, it just sometimes... Route memorization. Exactly what it is, yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so 8 to 10... Um, we'll have all three candidates in, and uh, they'll be talking about why they think they're the best person to take on Tom Hodgson. I do in think the it's fall. a very interesting primary. Yeah, I do. I too. do. I think you've got um, a, a bunch of personalities, um, and they're all approaching it from different angles. So, um, the I do think that it, it'll be, um, and whoever whoever wins gets to take on Tom Hodgson. It'll be a national appeal to the election. It will be, and. Um, I compared it to Joe Arpaio uh, in the way that was a national election in right. Arizona, but um, so I want I want your opinion on this because Jess, you know, and I were talking about it earlier. Okay, and she was talking. I was saying I think I think Mayor Haru is the clear front runner here. I would say so, Marcus. Yeah, you and I have had some pretty uh, good conversations off the air about mm-hmm. this, um, and both of us have looked at watched the fundraising. Yeah. Which is crucial. I mean, this is a very big campaign. Yes. Um, we were just talking off the air about the fact that he is knocking doors. Mm-hmm. I know he was on my street in Fairhaven. Yeah. Um, There's a sign on my street in Fairhaven. See? Yeah. So he's out there doing He's really working. Yeah. It's not to say the other guys aren't working. Mm-hmm. But Haru, is, as you point out, has ne- and, and you and Jessica were talking about this, he's never lost an election. No. He is a sitting mayor. 
Now, it's a small city. It's the smallest city in Bristol County, but he's nonetheless, he's the only mayor. In the he's race. the only mayor. He's the only elected official. He's won both county, uh, not regionally and uh, regionally and, and in a municipal race. He's, he knows what he's doing. So one of the reasons that Tom Hodgen is such a good elected sheriff and so hard to beat is that he was a city councilor. Yes. He's won elections. Yeah. Grassroots elections. And he won a lot of them. And so there, there are things you learn. It's like anything else. You just, you might be the, have the best resume in the race, although Haru has the best resume of the Democrats. He does, actually. But he's got it's, the most political experience. And he's got, that's the other, that's the other part of it, too. If you're looking at this race, like, if you're a bit more, I guess, academic about it, you right. look at his experience as a corrections administrator. Right. In uh, both bigger prison systems than Bristol County, like it's the choices in, in the primary and for it's a lot of people, it's going to be great. It's going to be a clear. bigger system eventually when he starts putting people in jail for be, for breaking the water ban. <laughs> but but in just in terms of the primary, because um, I think whoever whoever wins the Democrat primary is going to have a very difficult time against Tom Hodgson. Um, yeah. That's just an obvious thing. But yeah, it's I do tall think order Haru, to beat an incumbent, especially a well financed one. Right, and and we know from the, we know from the Commonwealth Magazine polling yeah. that the Sheriff Hodgson has a very high name recognition. Um, mm-hmm. But we'll see. The um, yeah. the reality of it is is that um, Haru is working, mm-hmm. so he's a mayor. One thing that you guys were talking about earlier is the the lack of endorsements. Um, the fact that Bernie had picked up all these endorsements yeah. from the locally elected officials. Now, I think having endorsements can be better than not, as you were saying. Yeah. Um, it's what you do with them. Um, but you don't need them. No. You don't need them. You don't need them. And certainly Haru is showing you don't need them. And, a, and, a, and an average voter isn't going to be like, well, let's see. Hmm. Right. He's got... He's got BCCJ, and right. he's got uh, Carol and Carol and Mike, and uh, you know he's right. he's got Pat Haddad. I don't know, like it's right. I don't think that's I don't. I mean, you might have like people that live in Westport or live in Fall River and say, oh, you know, I Carol's file is my rep or well, Mike Rogers my do, senator. It's I, what you I, do I like with them. the endorsement. Yeah. So if those people are out raising money for you, that's a different story. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't appear that. They are raising that much money not from Nick lot, Burner, not, no. not as much as Paul Haru's raising without those endorsements. Paul Haru has also brought in a California fundraiser. Um, the same woman who was working for um, Karen Bass, Karen Bass, who's running for the for the L.A. mayor, right? Who it's was a huge race? Who was a congresswoman and actually on the shortlist for Biden's VP? Yes, yeah. and also a uh, Cuban activist. The um, mm-hmm. and Haru has brought in her fundraiser. Yeah. Now I, my assumption is he's going to use her. Because Tom Hodgson is obviously a great target to raise money against, yeah. or he can be. And Haru has done done pretty well with raising money, but this may signal a real increase in his money. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, we'll see what happens with it. The um, I I did I I assumed that when Bernie lined up all the all the reps and the senators to endorse him, that. He was going to use that to, that they were going to help him raise money. So I assume more, Bernie more than, would raise money more than he more than he I think has had so far. And he's been involved. He's I mean he's done a lot of good work in the community. He's been involved in the community. That's how he's able Look, to get he those helped, endorsements. He helped put his former boss in jail. He testified <laughs> yeah. against Jay's career in the federal court system. Right? right? Yeah. What other candidate can say that? Right. Well, maybe McNeil testified in federal court when he's a police officer. Could have. Right. But I don't know. But. Um, He's the only one who's who has the experience of being a witness against his against the in a political corruption case. Yeah, yeah. Right, uh, Nick Bernia, and um, I feel bad for the kid, uh, guy, whatever. I guess he's, a guy, he's an adult. The uh, for getting dragged into that thing, but nonetheless, he was dragged into that um, that case, and um, 
we'll see. We'll yeah, I mean, see I think uh, yeah, I think he's out there working. I just think Haru seems to be again working uh, better. He's the, the you can look at the finance reports on OCPF. You right. can see. I'm just just this, this is just the eye test, and I live in this part of Bristol County, right? I see yes. more Haru signs than I see Nick Bernier signs. Yes, a lot more. Um, and again, there's just the you said he's a mayor. Right. He's he's a, he's been a state rep. Um, so even in that, I know you, like there is, he doesn't not have as much of an imprint in this area, but in that area, he has a huge imprint, yes. right? And that oh, part huge, of, obviously. he's been in the paper for 10 years, right? So people just on name recognition alone, um, may cast a vote for him in that primary. I just think he, Marcus, I think it's all on name recognition. Yeah, right. Exactly. I mean, I think it's yeah. really what it I mean, I knew who he was before he ran. I knew, but who you are not the average voter, but I'm not the average. You're voter. not. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're not, yeah, you know, no, you and I follow this stuff religiously and mm -hmm. have for years. So we can never talk about our own knowledge as if it's relevant to the right. general public when they come to vote. And I don't mean to be uh, sound, uh, you know, um, elitist about it, but it's yeah. just the reality. Well, that's like when, you know, Jess and I were talking about, you know, Suzanne Bump's endorsement in the auditor primary. Yes. I'm like, well, no one knows who she is anyway. No, they don't. They really <laughs> don't. And then Marcus, the other part is that um, you have to have the money to communicate that you have these endorsements. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Nobody yeah. knows. I mean, yeah, what's yeah, the yeah. point? Right. Um, so, so locally, we will have them again when? Uh, August 17th from 8 to 10. We'll be moderating this debate. They'll be able to ask each other questions, which I think is a unique um, take on it. Yes. And, and they'll take your calls. Right. At what? 508-996-0500. We'll actually take your calls, too, if you want. If you want. Now, we have um, State Representative Chris Hendricks coming in at 8 o'clock. Yeah, he's going to talk about the dangerousness bill, and he's also going to talk about a lot of stuff that's come through on Beacon Hill. So, yeah. And we'll, we'll take your calls during that segment as well. So, Marcus... Um, on, we, we, we've been here since the, the start of the week mm -hmm. with the Trump uh, raid, right? Yeah. And um, the um, you and I broke the news here on the air because uh, it happened right at 7 o'clock. The, the press yeah. release came out. We, the Howie Carr Show executive producer, Taylor Cormier, sent it down. So yep. we were able to break the news right at 7 o'clock at the start of our show. Right. And we had nothing to add to it. Right. No. We had nothing to add to it. No. You added your experience as an attorney. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, we're, we're very qualified in, in that. And I think still to this moment. We, we're, we're going to be qualified in our, in our commentary because we don't know that much. <laughs> yeah. We know a little more. Right. We know a little more than we knew on Monday. Um, the list of the items that were seized, a very vague list, mm -hmm. was produced tonight. Um, the only thing of... So, Mark, this is what's really interesting. One of the things the FBI seized was the, the pardon of Roger Stone. Yeah. Which we already knew about. Right. He so did it. You know, so I don't know why that was a document needed to be seized. Well, I guess it's probably because having it's a violate presidential pardons, it's a violation of the Presidential Records Act. Having that for one reason or another um, is that's the only thing so I can the, so, think of. So now it's a piece of evidence. Yeah. Right. So the. Uh, but that—that's the only document they actually spell out. Okay, mm -hmm. um, the rest of it comes under groups, categories. Yeah, classified documents, unclass, um, confidential documents, which is the lowest form. But one of the groups of documents that they did seize. So there are there are documents that are of a secret nature that can only be viewed in what they call the skiff, very controlled room. Okay. Mm -hmm. They have to be kept under the most strict confidence possible, okay? They're only viewed, when you discuss the documents, they have to be discussed in the soundproof room. So, 
he had those documents according to the C's list, okay? Yeah. Obviously, not going to tell you what the documents are. Even the title is classified on documents like that. These are above top secret. Above top secret. He had top secret documents. He had secret documents. Now, just to give you an example, I have, which expired now, but when I was in the military, I had a, I had a secret security clearance. So when you hear that, it's not a big deal, really. Yeah. All right. Do you still have it? It's expired now. Oh, it's too but, bad. But the, um, tell you the truth, I never... I saw some stuff, yeah. and I was overseas, but it's if I saw it, it's not that big of a deal, all right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that you know, you have to... You're not going to find out where Jimmy Hoffa is. Know your place, right? Yeah. Know your place. Right. So, the, um, but just to give you an example, you see, you'll see secrets stamped on documents yeah. um, that have been declassified. Um, it's not that big of a deal. The big thing that is a big deal, Marcus, is how did we get the information? It's called sources and methods, mm -hmm. right? So... A hostile or friendly foreign government, when they see a document, or if they see a document, they can walk it back, okay, mm -hmm. and figure out the sources and methods. So if they see a conversation had by two ambassadors, as an example, and one of the ambassadors is an American ambassador, then they're going to know probably they interviewed the ambassador, that's how they get the information. Or they could say... If they had one of the ambassadors, right, they could say, look, I know where I was when I had that conversation, or I know that conversation was on the phone. So, therefore, they use electronic surveillance, right? Yeah. So, sources and methods can be deciphered by learning the document, okay? Yeah. So, even though it was, the president is saying that he declassified a lot of these documents. Mm -hmm. Well, that's all well and good, and I believe him. Yeah. Um, and the to my detriment, I believe him. And but, the president, by the way, has uh, just about absolute authority to declassify any document he wants for uh, whatever reason he wants. Right. Yeah. So, but the fact that it's no longer, no longer classified doesn't mean that the sources and methods, yeah. right, are, aren't possibly compromised. Yeah. So, I don't belong to the, to the cult of personality that many people belong to when they belong to a political party. Mm -hmm. um, I supported Donald Trump. I'm keeping my powder dry here, right? I'm very concerned, okay, because I've followed espionage and things of that nature my entire life, really. When you're born with the last name McCarthy, yeah. you tend to get interested in that stuff, right? Yeah. I knew it was a false story when they said he was a Russian spy. Yeah. I know many other people didn't, but I knew it was garbage because it's just not how it works. But, I do believe that Donald Trump is cavalier. He is yeah. reckless. Of course. He, he, um, he does what he wants, and he has, a, he, for a period of time, has a legal right to do it. Right. You know? and But that doesn't mean, and I'll give you another example. Um, he didn't come up within the national security establishment. Yeah. Okay? Obama was in the Senate for a short period of time, but still, when you're in the Senate, you are viewing classified documents. You do learn um, the procedures. Okay, to keep information um, secret. All right. Donald Trump never had any of that experience. Obviously, Biden has that experience, right? So when they talk about Trump, and these are people saying it, they're even complimenting or excusing his behavior right. by saying, well, he didn't know, right? Well, first of all, while that may be true, um, it's not an excuse. No, of course not. And second of all, he's a very bright guy. Yeah. Right? He's an Ivy League educated person. And you know, and all they're going to do is give you one briefing. What are you going to say? I mean, how long is he at Wharton for? Um, he's at Wharton, right? Yeah, Wharton, yeah. The yeah, yeah. University of Pennsylvania. The, yeah. um, so he's a bright guy, obviously. And all you got to do is hear something once. And he knows the, the gravity of the situation, right? Yeah. 
So, Marcus, that being said, why do we think he has these documents? I My theory earlier today was perhaps these documents are leverage over a particular person either in the United States government or elsewhere. So, I'm glad you said that, Marcus, because the other document... And um, that they that he had, yeah, was information on the president of France. Okay. Yep. That's the now he had to, now here's the thing, folks. Macron. Yes. Okay. Yep. Well, I shouldn't say I know that because it could have been previous it, one. Yeah. Right. right? Yeah. And um, it says what's that? Uh, uh Holland. Um, it says, you know, God, it could it could have been could could have been a, any of them, right? The um, yeah. So, the other stuff. Is broad categories, very broad categories. They took some photographs. They took a handwritten letter, yeah. right? Now, we believe that's the Obama letter. Right. Okay. Um, so it's very interesting. But obviously, President Trump understood right. that this was the could be the end result. Right. He's not stupid. What is he trying to accomplish here? What was he trying to accomplish? Did he get what he wanted? Yes. Was he trying to force a raid? Right. Was he trying, as I told you off the air, years ago, if you're familiar with David Horowitz. Now, David Horowitz was a left winger. He wrote Up Against the American Colossus. Right. Which you probably read, at least in, in, in the footnotes of some of the left wing media that you've read in, in your career, Marcus. Probably. Uh, including Howard Zinn used to use the yeah. book. Um, David Horowitz started on the left was with the Black Panther Party, all of that stuff. Yeah. And then he became a conservative. He, he got involved with Nicaragua. He was, he was a big fan of Castro, but he rejected all that. Got involved with Nicaragua. He was very, yeah, he went down to Nicaragua and saw what was going on in yeah. the 80s, 70s and 80s, and just said this is a disaster. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of the people from that community, um, he turned against it. Nicaragua is good now. Is Everything's it? better. Is it? <laughs> Who told you Everything's that? Everything's better. You know, it's good now. I recently read a letter by a local activist, a dear comrade letter, to the head of Nicaragua, to Ortega. Yeah. Um, sent down by some local activists here in the area. Oh. Um, yeah, kind of interesting. It's amazing they would put it on the public record, but there it is. Yeah. So, um, so my point is, is that David Horowitz, in, in what, many of his books he wrote about his experience on the left, he talked about when he was with Ramparts Magazine, they had some nuclear documents. And... They were going to use them to, in a hostile manner against the U.S. government. So they went to see a lawyer. And the lawyer said they were worried about going to jail, much, mm -hmm. much like the Pentagon paper stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. So the lawyer told them, don't worry about it. They'll never arrest you because to charge you with violations of the Espionage Act, they'll have to acknowledge these documents and put them on the record, yes. right? They'll have to use them as evidence. Right. And now the document will be public, right? So, Marcus, I'm wondering... And then there's a lot of speculation, but what is Donald Trump up to? Yeah. Was he trying to get these documents? Is there information in these documents that he has that are hostile to his political enemies? Yeah. Because I believe that is his focus. Yeah. Well, he has not stopped complaining no. about the election. No, and we that know. It was stolen. Yeah. And we know how vindictive he is. Right. Yeah. That he's not stopped complaining about the Clintons. Right. Right. He's not stopped complaining about the Bidens, Hunter yeah. Biden, all the rest. Right. He's not stopped complaining. And he's very angry with the people that voted against him. Yeah. Right. In the Republican Party. Yep. Right. What is in these documents? Yeah. That if he said it, no one would care. 
But if it's published, some people right. might care. Well, if but 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 could this be? I mean, procedurally, could they not charge him and just keep the documents? Maybe they just won't charge him. Well, now they know he's got the documents. Right, but if they... So they know he's got the documents. But if they... In other words, if I say to you, Marcus, I've got a really nasty thing about you, and I got mm -hmm. the document, but you don't have... You don't know. You'll never right. know, right? You're not going to fall for it. You might, you might, you might yeah, lose some sleep. But, they, but, they did, but, but now they, they know. But did they, they... Right, but they... He's got copies of them. Right. I mean, he's yeah. got copies of them, obviously. Could be. Yeah. He knew they were coming. They gave him months. Right. He's got copies of them. Yeah. So you think that they're, he's hoping they publish it for him? Well, he's, he's, he now got it. Yeah. Right? And in his defense, he can put it on the record. In his defense, if they... If they charge him. If they charge him. Right? Yeah. But he's now shown him what he's got. Yeah. And here's the thing. What did the Justice Department want out of his hands so badly? Yeah. Right? Now, look. They're saying nuclear... Uh, that's the that's what's being leaked. That's what's being leaked, and he's saying it's a lie. Right. And, look, for the, for the president, we were told he never read anything. Do we really think... And I'm a fan of Donald Trump, mm -hmm. but do we really think he cares about the nuclear documents? Uh, Again, I don't know. Maybe it's worth something to somebody. He knows the penalties there. And his property is all in the United States, so... we we got to take a break. We'll be taking your calls when you get back at 508-996-0500. Hey, Marcus. Um, What's up? So you, you had the... A um, lot of conversation last night about the city council. Yeah, I did. So, because uh, uh, Brad Markey called in for our council postgame segment, which is back. Right. Um, now Because they're, they're back. Because they're back, right. exactly. So, um, you know, I was trying to... Uh, admittedly trying to... Get Brett to see if Brad would criticize his colleagues a little bit. Right. But Brad's too nice of a guy yes. to do that. So uh, I was just asking him about the, you know, because we had the mayor on. We The mayor was a bit more pointed than Brad was. Uh, He's talk. not afraid to criticize. Exactly. Yeah. Um, very much so. I mean, he'd said, essentially said he doesn't think some of the council knows what they're doing. It was amazing. Yeah. Right? So um, actually, he outright said that. So, uh, they had the capital improvement plan at $11.7 million. It had a bunch of stuff in it, like tasers and uh, improvements to the zoo, necessary improvements to the zoo to keep their certifications. Right. Um, improvements to buildings and roads. You said you had one in Freetown when you were in the select board. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You you know, how many... So, obviously, like a little town like Freetown is going to be smaller, mm -hmm. but, it's, but it's, you know, we, yeah. for instance... What schools are you going to feed in the livestock? Right? What schools? <laughs> but buy a new cruiser, yeah. buy an tractor, right? The uh, literally buying buying stuff like tractors, things like <laughs> yeah. snow plows, things like that, right? Yeah. You know, um, a big truck for the fire department, things yeah. like that, right? Fire equipment, overalls for your employees, right? Right. <laughs> the um, and we, um, I don't think we use tasers. I think we were still using giving wooden hand wooden uh, wooden uh, hair hairdos out there, right? With a, with billy clubs. I don't think we'd gone to tasers yet when I was wooden hairdos. Yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. So. The, uh, I think we still were using the belly bats out there, but but times have changed. Mm -hmm. Now they use tasers. So anyway, the um, Marcus, a couple of things in, with that, right? So they cut out of it. They're closing the police station in the downtown Pleasant Street, right? Mm -hmm. and they've that, closed it. They've closed it's it. It's closed. And there was a plan to turn that into office space for everything but the police. Yeah, and, right? and, 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 and like an annex of the city hall. Basically, right. and, you know, they built that brand new public safety center to move police and yes, fire down yes. there. Yeah. So that makes sense. Now, there was, there was 
some pushback on closing the police station downtown, both from the police, I, rank and file, and some city councilors. I, I know. I just, you know, I, I didn't agree with it. I thought it was fine uh, based on, I mean, there's just plenty of data to show that, that, that police stations in precincts uh, doesn't have an appreciable impact on crime and having a centralized public safety center with a lot more resources and sophistication for them to do their jobs just seems a lot better and a lot better use of, of taxpayer dollars. So I think the mayor's argument was, look, we'd rather have them in the cruiser than in the police station. I think yeah. it was basically the, the basic That's exactly it. Right? Of, of, his, of, of, the, of the point. That's exactly it. Um, and, uh, but there were city councilors to, you know, who, who are elected to give their opinion, and they disagreed with that. So that was one of the projects they didn't fund last night was the rehab of the police station. And, Marcus, I wonder if that's because there's somebody on that council who envisions making that police station open again, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know, that they said, look, I'm, I'm going to cut this now so that we can return it to its original form. Yeah, right? I mean, there's definitely some people in the council that feel really strongly about it. Right. So in that respect... You say, okay, well, there's some thinking there, right? Yeah. That it's not a reckless act. You might disagree with it, but that was their plan, okay? Whether it, whether they ever get there, of course, they'd have to become the mayor to get there, right? So there's a lot, a lot, a lot of, it's a down-the-road type of plan. Like I said. But if you turn it into um, a part of City Hall, then you're never going to get it back at the police station. So, right. So... That's my my thinking on that, right? That's not from anything I know on the city council. Yeah, just my that could thinking, be it. Right? It's just, I mean, if it is, right. But if that's what someone's There's thinking. There's a lot of hurdles. If that's what someone's thinking, it's like a stupid way of going about. Well, at, it. least, it's, at least it's a plan. I guess, right? Yeah. It's at least a plan. It's not just reckless. Yeah. Right? Which I think is what. I was interpreting some of what was happening, quite frankly, right? It's just purely reckless. But it's a long way away from saving the police station. It's at least not a step in the direction of getting rid of the police station. Right. So I think that that was interesting. Um, that that new public safety center is, is beautiful. Yeah. And obviously you want to use it. Now, the other part, too, is that city hall is old. I got to imagine there's space is a premium over yeah. there, right? And that police station is right down the street. Mm -hmm. So it's very it's reasonable. Right there. Right. It's very reasonable. It's right there. To make that an auxiliary of the of the um, of the of City Hall, right? There was there was very reasonable. There was no good reason to vote against it, really. It's it doesn't or, or cut it out of the uh, you know what I said earlier today is sometimes people when they're in municipal government uh, cut stuff to feign discretion. So I heard you say that. And I wonder if that I I, I know <laughs> so I tell you about I totally understand yeah. that position, right? Yeah. And, but and that very well could be it. Yeah. I, and that, this has got to go. Right. Yeah. And that's why I was thinking that would be a reckless move. Mm -hmm. Right. That would be that would be a zero thought type of thing. Right. That just be like, hey, I want to make some cuts so I can say I made some cuts. Right. Yeah, but it Which happens is, all the time. No, I know it does. I know it does. Yeah. And maybe I'm giving too much credit here to say there's a plan. Right. Yeah. Um, but the. Um, but well, the, I totally the, why did you understand. Get kicked back in the first place. That didn't doesn't make any no. sense. No, I, None of the the whole thing didn't make sense. Everything the way it about, played out was very reckless, stupid. Right? Cost cost could end up costing money. It did. Uh, it certainly cost time. Yeah. So it's like, oh, cool. You cut out uh, a small portion of the loan, but the interest rates are higher. So. You're not even going to notice for right. Grand. You're not even going to notice. And you're going to now just have a building sitting empty. Yep. Right. Whereas so you can't use. That you can't use. Right. Mm -hmm. So. It totally is very reasonable to turn that police, regardless of the fact that it was a police station, into into an ansel, into an auxiliary wing of City Hall. Yeah. Right? It's within walking distance. If you went to the city clerk's office, as an example, look at, and they say, well, no, it's right around the corner, right? Yeah. You know, you, it, it's very reasonable. Yeah. So easy. I got to imagine there's premium on space in City Hall. It's an old building. Mm -hmm. So when you say, where are we going to put some extra offices that we need? 
We go over. The, we got the police station right there. It's not the police station anymore, right? Yeah. Right. So I understand why the mayor is going in that direction. It's very reasonable. So Maybe you'll try to do it next year. I think so, right? Well, um, otherwise, it's just sitting there. They talked about trying to sell it or something like that, and maybe they can try to do that. But I mean, there's a lot of real estate downtown, isn't there, Mark? You're a little yeah. more familiar with that than I am, but yeah. there's a lot, it seems to me. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of real estate. A lot of buildings that aren't, real there's estate, there's right? a lot of buildings that aren't selling downtown. Exactly, yeah. right? So I think, um, and the last thing you want is another empty storefront. That's why this entire thing is it doesn't make any sense. Right. Right. So what what ended up happening last night? What was the decision? They just, they cut that out and voted for everything else. There was some debate on other stuff, right? They, uh, I think stuff that, uh, like the road repairs. So, <laughs> so one of the best complaints and most legitimate complaints, everyone complains, but is about the roads of New Bedford. Mm-hmm. It has been a complaint for a long time. Yeah. And the mayor, as he was telling us the other night, has added additional city funds right above chapter 90 funds to try to fix the roads mm-hmm. the one thing you i think everyone can agree on what we thought yeah. except some members of the city council apparently yeah um like i said it's probably the mayor's fault for beating uh one of uh, one of the city councilors in an election so badly uh 10 years He's ago him. huh yeah yeah so uh so but um, okay, I get it. I get yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. Sorry. So, so um, <laughs> yeah. we'll have Chris Hendricks uh, he, with us at, at 8 o'clock, mm-hmm. uh, State Representative Chris Hendricks. So, um, yeah, Marcus, I thought that... Um, first Some of, all, of it seems petty and vindictive is what I'm saying. You really do. Yeah. I, I, You know, look, I have to go along with that because I know that Linda, Linda Moore is a bright person. I know she understands yeah, she finance. knows exactly what she's doing. She knows finance. Right. So the only way, way and, and as soon as she, you know, she's basically been uh, completely deplatformed on the city council. She doesn't have any committee assignments. She used to chair the finance committee. She doesn't anymore. Right. And then she's not the city council president. Ian Abreu is, which she voted against him. Right. Uh, and then when she got a chance to take a meeting, because Ian Abreu went on a vacation, she decided to, what she would do is lead the charge to kick the CIP, which was passed one week earlier. Right. Back to the finance committee, knowing full well that the interest rates are rising, knowing full well that it's going to cost the taxpayers no, more money, knowing full well that the borrowing um, on the CIP isn't going to be affected at all by a, a $900,000 decrease in the loan. And so, Marcus, as as, um, as she rightly knew, and uh, maybe, maybe our listeners at home don't quite understand, this time of year, city council doesn't have as many meetings. Yeah. So if you can move something further down the calendar it's way down the calendar mm-hmm. right in in politics one of the major con- things that that a, that a chairman can do or a president is they control the agenda right they control the calendar yeah and so when she pushed it down she pushed it out of the summer it won't be the this this will not be acted on until later right there's no more meetings yeah right i think there's maybe is it you know full committee full full uh um city council meetings so I think I think September is when this will be acted on now, right? So it yeah, really exactly it, it really pushes things down the line. It's it's um it's a very look. It's a smart move politically. Um, if you're trying to obstruct the process, yeah, you're getting what you wanted, but you're well, you're delaying what you what what um what's going to happen, right? So it's a um, but it's got to be frustrating to the people that have to do the work. Yeah, right. So. People that need the that the are equipment. in the department that need the equipment, they <laughs> have to wait to the whims of a city councilor that's trying to exact a ten year revenge plan. I think it's <laughs> right. I, I think it is. Yeah. If you want to get the roads fixed, 
You want them fixed now. It's kind of honestly terrifying sometimes when you've got a half a billion dollar operation like a city and how it's left to um, personal grudges and whims as it is. And a lot of, not just New Bedford, but a lot of places. So I would say, Marcus, that, and it's one of the the, the virtues of this program, is that we're going to continue to shine a spotlight on it. And sometimes we can do it right afterwards, like as you did, well, Marcus. Well, so, yeah, we're going to have council post game every time there's a big city, uh, every time there's a big committee meeting, for sure, like the finance committee, right. or every and every single time there is a full city council meeting, right? For and sure. And the reason we haven't been able to do it, as I made the point, there's not a lot of meetings this time of year, right? No, there isn't. And then North should there be because the public's not around. The budget's been right. passed by that by right. now. Yeah. And and and, and the city councils do deserve some time away, um, obviously, and they want to be with their family. We get that. So, folks, give us call if you'd like 508-996-0500 we'll be right back hey welcome back to south coast tonight 508-996-0500 so you can get on good evening oh sorry hello hello can you hear me hey, hey, Tom, Tom, what's, up? Yeah, what's going on yeah i'm going to disagree with you on the uh espionage act stuff okay. uh with the former president i think uh he didn't and they, they're claiming that there's no evidence uh, that he declassified those particular documents. Right. The way it was explained was these are high-level national security. Oh, absolutely! They have to, you have to read them in the for skiff. the safety of the United States of America. That's what and they're saying. Right. Yeah, I mean, it, it's fairly evident that you know, even though probable cause is a low bar uh, to present uh, a subpoena like this uh, for those records, you know, they've had something. Uh, the Department of Justice has had something uh, 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 to bring the ligament to Mar-a-Lago and to say, hey, you know, you're not supposed to have And how many people have seen those documents for the last Absolutely, months? Tom. Tom. Who are they? Could, could they sell them to a foreign adversary? Um, that, that's the, 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 you know, the, the juice behind the espionage act. I don't. So, so my thinking on this, Tom, is I, I, I doubt very much that it, that it's a, that some simple as they could be sold. Obviously, they could be, but I think there's something else going on here that doesn't. Um, it doesn't look. This is not a good look for the president at all. Um, oh, I'm terrible. a supporter of Donald it's Trump, a, but but I so I'm, so I have to think to myself, Donald Trump is about self-preservation. Donald Trump is about screwing his political enemies. What is, and he understands what the FBI can do. He, he knows all this stuff, right? He knew the FBI knew he had the documents. And he was still playing chicken with them. So what is going on here? Or he's simply stupid. No, he's I not, mean, though. That's you, not. You, you know what me and Liz Cheney have in common? We what? both know more about government than Donald Trump does. I mean, the I agree idea, with you there. I do agree the, with you the, there. The idea... <laughs> to give this guy a pass or a potential pass or the inclination of a pass on this one. I'm not at all. I'm disagreeing with you. Oh, no, no, I'm well, not at all, Tom. I hope, you, I hope you understand that. Listen, what I'm saying is this is a very serious situation. This, These are documents, you point out, they they have to be read in the skiff, which is soundproof, can't be tapped, all right, that stuff, right? Right, the, the, he had, right. He had those documents. This is very serious. So I'm saying what is is his strategy here, right? It's not simple profit, economic profit. I doubt it. I mean, it could be, but I doubt it. There's something else going on here because he understands the consequences. Read those documents? You think his family members made I, copies of those documents? So it's entirely possible. It's entirely possible, Tom. That's the problem. So as I was telling That's Marcus, right. as Marcus and I were talking about, even though he, even though 
even if they were declassified, and we'll find out, it doesn't mean that by reading the document, which is now declassified, you can't figure out sources and methods, right? which is a very p- big problem. And right. how about if they weren't declassified properly? Well, but, know, they, yeah, but, but then that, that in and of itself is a problem. But I'm saying on the best case scenario, right, he declassified him already, okay? Just let's accept that. It's still a problem. You understand? Because I'm, they, they see, can, I'm not going to accept that. Well, they, they can trace back source and methods. I'm not going to accept that he declassified national security documents that can only be looked at. In the, in the side room, like you said, or the skiff room, I mean, and only certain people are allowed to look at those documents. You are talking the nuclear uh, uh, war plan in so, the event of a nuclear war. So I, 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 I think you're missing. My, I think you're missing my documents. point, Tom. I'm agreeing with you. You're missing my point. I'm saying that under the best case scenario, it's a big problem. That that even if he did declassify them, still having the documents. You can detect sources and methods by having them. So even if you agree that he declassified them properly, it's still a huge problem. Do you understand? Yeah, so I'm agreeing. Yeah, my point is I'm agreeing with you. You're agreeing with the severity of it. Yes. Yeah. What I'm saying is I think he's too stupid. And he oh, thought, I, see, I don't, I don't think that. Yeah. yeah That's see, too easy. That's where, too easy. Well, you know, you're giving him almost a break think, that way. What do you think those documents are worth to somebody like uh, Xi or Putin or any other adversarial country that we have? Hundred million dollars, a billion dollars. Well, you know? I, I would say, Tom, that that, that that's um, and and again, we really don't know, obviously, at this point. But right. but whatever is in those documents, see, to me, Donald Trump's main motivation is to screw his political enemies, right? And that he says all kinds of things, but he can never always back it up, right? Right. My opinion is, whatever in those documents backs up his points that he's made, right? And he forced this to, because he's not stupid, because he wanted to get a showdown, and he wants to get those documents on the record, and he wants people in the U.S. government to know he has them. That's well, my let opinion. Me, let me ask you this. If, if, he, if he didn't declassify it, right. and he has the documents, and it's a violation of the Espionage Act, and he goes to court, don't you think the judge is going to say, okay, but these documents can't be disclosed to the public, right? So... The fact of the matter is, is that they would be, have to be disclosed to his lawyers. And there are, there are lawyers yeah. that can work in the national security realm, like Plato Chikaris is one of them. Um, people, people who've been arrested over the, in the fact, if you look at espionage trials, right, there are lawyers that, that, are, that are cleared to work within the national security realm. Tom, I think we got to go. Yeah, um, we got to take oh, this break, Tom. Call, call, call back, please. Call back, call back. Call, call back, Tom, please call, call back. back. Yeah. Right. Take this break. And welcome back to South Coast Tonight. I'm Chris McCarthy. Marcus Farrow's here with me as well. For about a minute. We got about... <laughs> so at 8 o'clock, we'll have uh, State Representative Chris Hendricks giving us a call. Uh, he, uh, he'll he be here uh, by phone, uh, not in the studio with us, but he'll be uh, taking your phone calls as well at 508-996-0500. Yeah. We'll be continuing with... Once we're done with him, we'll continue on with the rest of the open, open topics for the night. You can give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. It's Friday night. Let's have some fun. Let's have some fun. Um, there's plenty of things out there. There's plenty of things going on. By the way, just, you know, a caveat to that Trump story. Um, so Trump said Obama has 33 million documents that are classified somewhere, or maybe in Edgartown or something. But okay. Probably at his library, right? Uh, yeah, may- maybe at his library. Yeah. The National Archive Records um, Agency said uh, that he does not. 
they just said he doesn't. Right. <laughs> That's it. Right. They they just said no. That is in fact uh, not a fact. Look. So. He, the reality of it is, is that there's a process and a procedure. It's not like Trump is the first president. I mean, when we have we have libraries all over the country, yeah. right? The and Kennedy the, Library. I mean, yeah. There's a process. He's obviously the, not following. And the Presidential Records Act was uh, passed in 1979. Right. Which, so. we, which which by Massachusetts standards makes it an obscure law. All right, guys. We'll see you at uh, eight o'clock.